Welcome to KC Corner, episode 25, and you're back on stage this past week. Yeah, back <laughs> in the saddle, and you know, uh, coming back to Florida, I think it officially is hotter than Hades. Yes, yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> it really, it's like the dog days of summer are here. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I was playing golf with a couple of our buddies last week at the Winter Park 9, and I hadn't walked uh, playing golf in forever and oh <laughs> carrying the bag. It was, oh it was pretty goodness. brutal. Yeah, that is, it is, it is warm. I think yesterday is one of those days I didn't even want to go outside. No, I mean, uh, you immediately walk outside and it feels like you're in a sauna it's and so you're true. drenched and just gross. You know, you know, a lot of people complain about the north and the snow and the winters. And I grew up in upstate New York where it really was some of the hardest, longest, grayest winters you could ever have. Um, and there were just days you didn't want to go outside because of it was either bitterly cold or mm-hmm. whatever. And I really think this is kind of like uh, our downside. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it's for sure. a lot of rain, but it's. I'll, uh, I'll still take it over the winter. I, I don't like the gray skies or uh, the, the gray cold skies. Or the days are short. The gray skies are hard. But yeah. I still love snow. I mean, it's just. Uh, I don't think I could live down here without seeing snow every year. Yep, I just love yep. seeing that You like that skiing stuff. too much. I do. I love skiing. <laughs> it's great stuff. So anyway, it's good to be back though, Brooksy. Yep. Good to have you. Good to have you. Well, mm-hmm. jumping into what you meant to say this past week, starting off with your new sermon series, uh, Summertime Psalms. Hey, uh, summertime Songs. Psalms <laughs> and Psalms. Hey, I don't think I've gotten that title right yet. So, uh, just so, so, Psalms of the Summer. That, that's it. You know, so let me just make sure. It is Summertime. That's one word. Yep. Song. Songs, but happened to be in the Psalms. And so I think I came so up confusing. with a better title, honestly. You need to. I got to come up with a better title. I'm so sorry. I like folks. the Psalms. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and I've been, as we mentioned last week, I'm just really excited about this little series and love jumping in with Psalm 130. Um, it's a psalm that Martin Luther, the reformer, uh, was one of his favorite psalms. Uh, it's often called the Pauline Psalm, where you know, so much of Paul's theology of justification, uh, we could see uh, finding some roots here in this psalm. But the bottom line, it says God is forgiveness. I mean, God forgives. God, uh, and that we, if he were to count iniquity and our sins, oh my goodness, how much trouble would we be in? And living our life, Brooks, I mean, as a pastor, you know, not only do I need to hear and know and live this, but I long for God's people to know that, you know, with the work of Christ, there's no more shame. There's no more condemnation. We really are forgiven and free. And uh, I love the metaphor he gave me about that overlook and, uh, you know, being uh, uh, an overlook ourselves for people to come and sing God's praises because they see that we are forgiven and free. And for us to understand the good news of that, we really do have to understand the bad news that we are sinners. And I talked a little bit about things like sin of omission and commission. But one of the things I meant to say, I was telling Katie when I got home, uh, that I think I left on the table was our condition is so bad. We have to remember that a political change or a political solution can't fix us, you know, and can't fix us society, uh, societally. Societal. Yeah, yeah. I can't fix us that. Or can't fix us individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really need a savior. And we need a big savior because we're big time sinners. And, you know, I think the church sometimes, if we take our eye off the ball of the gospel and we put it anywhere on the world's solutions, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think right now everybody's grasping for solutions. How do we make things better? 
Do we change the name of, of NFL teams? Do we pull down statutes, uh, statute, statues? Man, I'm struggling. Man. Yeah, that's yeah, too. It's tough. <laughs> it's a real afternoon. You need your afternoon nap. <laughs> and I got coffee going on here, too. I don't know what's going on. But um, anyway, um, and there might be some good ideas that we have to do as a society to make us better. But really, the only hope we have is Jesus and mm-hmm. in Christ. So, you know, what I hope to say was to still live our life in that freedom and because we are forgiven, we are free, and that's the hope we have. So, I mean, there's a, it always feels great to be forgiven. Like, as a oh. little kid, your parents are mad at you, you did something wrong. Um, you know, you have guilt, but they forgive you, they love you, they tell you they love you, and but they also tell you that you messed up, and that's, that's how you learn from mistakes and everything. Or even as you get older with friends, bosses, or whatever, like, being forgiven just makes you feel a whole lot better knowing you're broken but um, ultimately loved. We you know Brooks, it's interesting. It's so true when you're when your parents or a teacher or somebody in authority forgives you and just the feeling of freedom. I mean, I hope we never forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be it would mean so much to us if God says, "Hey, I I forgive you." Uh, and just use those words, that'd be great. But he demonstrates it. You mm-hmm. know, he says, I demonstrate my own love for you that while you were still sinners, he sent Jesus so we can be forgiven. And so when the Psalm says, like in Psalm 103, that he separates our sin as far as the East is from the West, or that he covers it, he blots it out. That's what the blood of Christ has done. That is what, you know, the cross has done. And it really we are not only have the words of forgiveness, but we have the position, you know, positionally that we are declared not guilty, you know, that we have been justified because mm-hmm. of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. So I guess my point is, it's so much greater than just words, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's actions. Mm-hmm. That, that, as I talked about on Sunday, you know, the desire for forgiveness initiates with the Father who sends His Son. It's executed by the Son through His life, death, and resurrection the reality of forgiveness is possible, and not just words. Mm-hmm. And then the application, what uh, what theologians will call the effectual calling, where the Holy Spirit works in our hearts and gives us the gift of faith that applies the love of the Father and the work of the Son. It's just so good. I mean, that's just, it's not just theory, it's reality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I love about Christianity. It's, it's not just for the head, it's for the heart and the soul and the body as well. Yeah, and I like how you broke down the trinity of saying the Father initiates forgiveness, the Son executes forgiveness, and then the Spirit applies our forgiveness. And just like we always think of it as the trinity, but what does like each part mean? And I liked how you described that. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting because Jesus, the name above every name, sometimes is like the quarterback, you know, where mm-hmm. he gets all the attention. Yeah. But, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, you got to have that whole uh, package for it to work. And, um, you know... You know, there's certainly where Jesus's name is above every name, but you know, if you think of Jesus as earthly ministry, he always did his Father's will. He mm-hmm. always, the Father was the initiator, always has been. Uh, Jesus is that executor, and then the Holy Spirit. You know, what would we be without the Holy Spirit? And so, yeah, I think I used some a phrase like it took all of God to save all of us. Yep, and yep. Um, that's so true. And mm-hmm. I, I think when I when you study the Bible, when you can dig into theology. It's so great because, you know, not that we'll ever hit bottom, um, not that we'll ever, uh, you know, get to the point where, uh, you know, I, I've, I've mastered all of that. But to see what they call the economic trinity is is how 
um, the three person, one God uh, executes or works out our salvation, how how that kind of the economy of that. It's a mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah. Again, you don't want to get too lost there, uh, <laughs> you know, um, but um, I, I love that. And again, I think I'm so grateful for my seminary education. I'm so grateful for the training that I've been able to have. And, you know, you don't have to go to seminary to understand these things, but it really gave me a, a great framework and opened my eyes. I grew up as a, a kid who knew that Jesus loved me, and I'm really grateful for that. I had salvation early on in my life, but it wasn't, I, I was, I would say I was pretty much of a a theological midget until really after marriage. And it was it was Katie and her family that helped point me to Reformed theology. And that I, once I jumped in the deep end, it was like, wow, this is awesome. So you had to learn to swim now. I did. You know? I still want to put those floaty things yeah. on. You know? it, just, it makes you feel safe. Exactly. But, but you um, said that in the beginning uh, of your talk of, it takes all of all of God to save all of us, and you said in the beginning of this show too of like it's seven billion people and it's a messed up world. It's not an easy task, and just yeah. us humans are not capable of doing that. Just us sinners. You know, Brooks, you've made that point a couple times. I think a couple weeks ago you were talking about as if we <laughs> could fix this problem. <laughs> if we just try hard enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, all we're doing is making it worse. It seems like, and so. <laughs> We need to have a God who is able to save all of us. Mm -hmm. and we need to have a God who is big enough that he could speak the cosmos into existence, that's strong enough to hold all things together, and yet who's tender enough to make all things new. And I think that's what we got, which is good stuff. And that's the part of like the fear of the Lord part of worshiping him and realizing how big he is and also feeling comforted that... He has it under control and loves us. Well done. I agree. <laughs> Amen, brother. So going on to this next week, which psalm are we looking at? We're going to look at Psalm 139, and then I'm going to go back to Psalm 138. Uh, but 139 is, it's a famous psalm, psalm where, you know, I think that people will know that it talks about that I was, that God formed me in my mother's womb. He mm -hmm. knit me together. He wove me together. Um, and it's just going to be the song the psalm that really uh, just looks at the point, the pack, the fact that God is singing to the God who created us, mm -hmm. and no matter what the mirror says about us, no matter what the world thinks about us, our worth is in our Creator. So what I really hope to say is, um, you know, you are of great worth. We are of great worth because we reflect the image of a great God, and He just doesn't make junk. Mm -hmm. You know, I got a. Uh, I got something delivered. Um, thank God for Amazon, huh? Oh, it's awesome. It's <laughs> I mean, awesome. It's, it's crazy. You can order anything. <laughs> yep. And yep. like the next day, it's at your house, you yep. know? Broke my razor and ordered extra ones and got them by that afternoon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen? It makes no sense. It's just crazy, you know? So, um, but, uh, you know, I ordered on Amazon some shirts that I, I typically wear at the beach because when you are my some age... nice Hawaiians. Well, they're not really Hawaiians. Some tank tops. Kind of a tanker because, <laughs> listen, Brooks, when you're my age and you're my size, for your self-esteem as well as all the other beachgoers, you know, you want to wear a shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I, wore the, I bought these shirts that are that are somewhat like, like sleeveless shirts, but let me get to the point. When I got them, uh, they were great, but it said, the inside tag said, designed in the USA... 
but the bag on the outside is made in China, you know? <laughs> so you're, you know, why would he even say designed in the USA, designed the concept? Yeah. Because they want to say, hey, this is the good stuff. And maybe <laughs> it was cheaply thrown together in China. <laughs> this um, was our idea. <laughs> exactly. But this was our idea. And so if we can look, and if there was a tag inside of us that said, you know, designed and made by the God of the universe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, you'd say, man, this is a quality garment here, yep. you know? And yep. so uh, it's certainly been affected by the fall and sin. So we're going to look at um, that we are created by God. And also, he's the one who knows us the most and loves us the most. Now, think about that, Brooks. We all want to be known, but we're all, all fearful. If I'm really known, am I really going to be loved? Mm -hmm. And so... You know, that's, you know, the whole dating courtship thing. You know, yeah. you, you want to put your best foot forward because you, you really want to be accepted and loved. Mm -hmm. And you're a little bit fearful. You know, what if they find out the truth that, you yep. know, that, you know, <laughs> everything, every example that came by mind was not appropriate to say. You know? like, <laughs> like I have excessive gas. Casey Corner like after hours. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, uh, but with, with our God, he not only fully knows us even better than we know ourselves, but completely loves us. Great combo. Well, I look forward to hearing more about it this Sunday. Yeah, thank you. You, you gave away a lot of a lot this week looking Gosh, forward. <laughs> yeah, you still got to come. Still come. <laughs> Absolutely. Come in person. We'd love to have you. Um, so I know you wanted to, uh, Casey, Casey, oh my gosh, King's Chapel has been running since September now, 10 so, months. Yeah. I know you kind of wanted to give an update and some behind the scenes of what it's like planning a church amidst a, a pandemic and everything. Yeah. So. A little update. Well, you know, thank you, Brooks. And I don't know how much of just an update or just kind of a behind the scenes look or whatever. But, you know, we certainly had no idea like no one else had any idea or mm -hmm. that, you know, as we charted, uh, we, we put KC or King's Chapel into the water as we, you know, pushed her off the shore into the waters in September that, you know, come February and March, we'd be facing this COVID-19 thing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but as Katie and I were praying this last week, you know, we could sit, stop and say, look at how amazing God is that he allowed us to find the facility that we're in at the Orlando Korean Church. Um, now, I can't tell you the joy. I can't express how amazingly joyful it is for me to sit in that front row, especially with the new monitors and see the stained glass. And I know it's a small thing, but I'm like, Lord, I, I get to worship and preach in a, a beautiful place like this. This is fantastic. But think about the fact if we were in a school or some other kind of place that didn't have any of the video equipment, you know? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, if we wanted to stream, we would have to be buying the equipment, figuring out how to use You've been doing it right here in your study. Exactly. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, if it was a place like maybe a school, we couldn't have gotten in to worship mm -hmm. together. And, and, you know, you you realize that God in his infinite wisdom and grace and goodness to us thought through details that we never would have saw coming. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's been hard because I, I love things like our King's Kids. And... You know, do you really feel like you've lost a lot of steam with that? I mean, our nurseries haven't been open in months. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, to, to really miss some of your young families. And it's hard to gauge how we're doing. Um, they say that oftentimes with churches, you look at, and I'm sorry, folks, this is, this is kind of, uh, this is what pastors talk about. You look at nickels and noses, you know, uh, how, how are the nickels, how, how's the money? And how um, how are people coming now? That doesn't 
that doesn't certainly give you the right barometer. Are you preaching the gospel necessarily? Are you being faithful? Because you could be really faithful and in at times you live, not have the nickels and noses for several different reasons. But God continues to bless us. And, uh, um, you know, we are, we're making ends meet. Um, the Korean church was so kind to us that while we didn't meet, although we were streaming, they, they didn't charge us rent. So mm-hmm. we had a couple of months of not having to pay rent, which was a blessing. Um, but at the same time, you know, a, a, a blessing we didn't see, Brooks, was that the, the, we use this thing called SermonNet, uh, Sermon.net, that helps us uh, uh, broadcast our sermons. And it's a platform for us. And I'm sorry for those of you who know computer stuff that I'm, I know I sound like an idiot, but it's uh, <laughs> but sermon.net's been a, a blessing for us. And we get some data for them. It'll tell us how, I mean, how many people we're watching. It'll tell mm-hmm. us, and I don't know how long they've been watching. They might just tune in and say, I, I don't like his coat today. I'm going to go somewhere <laughs> else. Um, but um, it tells us, you know, how many people were watching and where they were watching. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I realized, like, I got a text from my brother this week. And he said that uh, he, he forwarded me a text from one of his children who said, I'll oh, tell Uncle Jeff I loved his sermon this week. And, you know, she's up in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And she's been living in Germany. She's home now. Uh, she's been in the military. And, um, and the fact that, you know, I have family members that driving home from church, my son-in-law, Todd, texted me and said, oh, I, I love the sermon, uh, Papa Jay. Thank you so much. And... Uh, you know, that's a joy. You think mm-hmm. about, we wouldn't have been streaming if it wasn't for COVID-19. Mm-hmm. We, There's no way that my family would have been able to tune in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that there's other uh, King's Chapel members who have family in Canada who tune in. And I know that there's, you know, folks in Tennessee and North Carolina and Colorado that tune in. And then we started realizing we had people in Germany and England and Saudi Arabia that would tune in for some of it. And you realize, wow, you know, well, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I never would have thought that we would be 10 months in and I'm just so missing trying to get our congregation back together without mask and have it feel normal. Mm-hmm. But then you realize, boy, has God been so good that, you know, we've been able to get the message out to people that maybe never would have heard had it not been for the COVID-19. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I really long to make an impact in Seminole County, Longwood area for Christ through King's Chapel where the COVID thing kind of slows us down. But we've still been able to to give to the Orlando Union Rescue Mission and, and do some other things. So I'm anxious to get back, Brooks, but it's been an interesting go for 10 months. And at the end of the day, King's Chapel, it's the Lord's. He's going to do what he wants to do through us. He's going to accomplish his will for us. We just got to be faithful. And not only that, I'm hoping to be fruitful and hoping to flourish. So that's a little bit of a look back back to say, boy, it's been weird at times. <laughs> you know, it's been weird. I've had to learn how to preach to just a camera. Not you walk know? around. You have to stay still, stay in your little like four foot bubble. Exactly. You know, I can't go off camera. <laughs> uh, um, I'm glad to have some people back. It's But, but uh, at the same time, um, we've been able to reach some people we haven't. So it's been weird doing memorial services and weddings in the midst of this but 
I'm just really grateful I could still be a pastor through it all. Mm-hmm. So hopefully on the King's Chapel's first birthday in September, it's all normal. No masks, full oh, pews, everything. Wouldn't that be great? And even things like uh, all the King's men, our men's ministry. I, mm-hmm. I miss that we haven't been able to get together. I know that Katie was so excited to have our women's ministry kick uh, start up. And then they had to close it down pretty quickly. And, you know, we just long for more. So be patient, folks. Uh we, we really are, uh, we love we love our church. We love what God is doing. Even the week away, Brooks, I think I'll end with this is to say, you know, Katie and I, we literally did a pinky swear <laughs> with each other that we felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, let's just pray more for our church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes when you're away and you can breathe in the air that isn't 110 degrees with 100% humidity, <laughs> uh, your head clears and... You're just so grateful, and I think we both had a renewed excitement for what God can do through King's Chapel. And, uh, you know, you're a big part of that, Brooks, and so is our young people, which which I love. So Also, shout out to a couple of young people, Rachel Sanford and Davis Harbin. Yeah, two engaged. of our own got engaged, <laughs> which is fantastic. Some, some KC young adult group members. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> I think that will be, Rachel was my first baptism um, at King's Chapel, so... Maybe that could be my first official. I've done some weddings since King's Chapel, but mm-hmm. haven't married anybody that's a part of our family. So, yeah, that'll be exciting stuff. It will be. And then our last little teaser before we let you guys go, we're uh, thinking about doing going through a book um, each week at the end of the KC Corner episode, still deciding what book, but next week we'll announce it. And don't feel like you have to necessarily follow along. You'll understand what we're talking about. But if you want to and read along with us, feel free. We'll announce that next week. Yeah, that would be great. And if you love Jesus, uh, you'll want to get the book and follow along. <laughs> if you if you subs- subscribe to the podcast, you'll want to as well. <laughs> exactly. It's like Steve Brown said, we'll give you two free sins. This is crazy. Exactly. But thanks for joining us, guys, and see you guys next week. Thanks, Brooks.